0: Okay, We are, let's see if this works. So the first piece over here is um, from the Sever Yad Yachesla. Yad Yachesla, Levenstein, was the the Meshkiach of the Mir Yeshiva. Uh, He was with the Yeshiva when they were in Shanghai. They published multiple, like an eight volume set of different shmuzen and things he said. Um, But this was actually not part of the set. This was a Talmud who took notes. or did return that he said in the Parsha while he was in Shanghai. Um, so he, he published it separately, and then in the back he has Mises that Reb Chassuk said over. Said over while he was there also different you know different different stories that he said over. So it's a fascinating work. And um, so. He deals with the, 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 the issue, which we'll look at, you know, a few different angles of, of, this, of, of this concept. Meshavainu um, is told by Kodesh Baruch to go out and take the Nakama of, against the, the, the Minyanim. Now, just to catch me what the story is, what do the Minyanim do exactly? Where is the, the Minyanim from the division? Because at the end of they started being Mazana with Benayimoyav. Already in Parsh's Pinchas, we, we have the story at the end of Parsh's Bolak, We have the story of, of Zimri. The Torah tells us it's Kazi Basnasi Nasi It's 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 of Mignon. Kachboker tells Moshevenot of and you have to you have to you're going to have to punish them and this expression says in the karme the question so where are the Midyanim pictures to the picture mm-hmm. right so um reversion parsha's pindalus where it says sarasa he says that the 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 moya it was immediately adjacent to their lands they sent to the Midyanim because they know the Midyanim knew more like Rashi says at the beginning of Par, beginning of Parshas It he was melch Moav. Moyov was it was fearful for their own for their own physical safety. Midyanim had no they weren't they weren't in danger. Ideologically they were they were against the, against the Jews. Moyov started the process of being of, of, of the the, the, Benosimo, the, the Benosimo started the process of Klaysubin was being doing eras and many people died. The first suggests that the midyanim were even after these people had died. Right, all these people died, so the Moayyav said, "Okay, we're done. We're out of here." That's where Kozbi comes into the picture. She's already after the psukim are mentioned. already. we already have this a geifah. We already have people dying. We already have that they were judging and punishing. According to Chazal, the Pesach says that you know it was, was, was twenty-four thousand people died from the from the magiefa. According to Chazal, here at shanu that each 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 die in a Klaiso went through a judgment process to kill two people. There was eighty thousand judges. 176,000 people who were killed plus the, 20, the 21,000 killed by the Magepo. 200,000 people were killed from Kha'i So That's how you do the math according to Chazal. Moira says, okay, we're, we're, we're safe. We're, you know, we, we, we did that. I mean, the Midianim who came in as an ideological issue wasn't... The, they continued even after that story. That's where Cosby Basco comes in. And that's why Midian is the one which is going to be dealt with because they were coming they were coming fighting against the Shep. That's how a person understands the story. You know, it's a good question. I'm I'm not going to deal with it right now. It's It's a good question. Um, okay, so uh, Sir so Katschel in this piece deals with, over here in the Persia we have right? um, the Kermit Maspanis the the Persian tells the Bershom tells Moshe to gather Klesil that they should go out and fight and take them to of of Klesil. Damaged Klesil. so there's a, Klesil has a right to get through the coma. Moshe Beno tells so he says, Nik <speaking from> Hashem. <Hebrew> so Khosh was looking at it from Khosh's side. Khosh looking from Khosh side. That's a good relationship, right? Rodessa R- 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 writes, when the Chosin and will come to him, he said, Right now, your thought process is that the Chosin wants to make the Khala happy, and the Khala wants to make the Chosin happy. As long as that's your thought process, you're going to have a good marriage. And so, when you start switching and worry about what you want, not what another person wants, that's when, that's, that's when the, everything starts falling apart. So, the same thing it says that says with the Malva and the Loiva. So, Malva has Loiva Zachib, Loiva Roshav alayyah Shalim, it's, a, it's called the Roshav, we're not paying back, he has Zachib to pay back. The Torah says by Malva that he has an issue of, 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 of pressuring the Loiva. So, the Malva is busy working, making sure he has responsibility to the Loiva. The Loiva is responsible to the Malva, we have a good situation. But The Marvus was talking about the lover's responsibilities. He says, "You owe me money," and the lover said, You "You leave me alone." Right then, we got—that's where you have problems. Right? So, but, but the Medrash—the Medrash grapples with what does it mean? It's Kedish tells Moshe, "Nikmas b'nay Yisrael," and Moshe tells Klai, nikmas Hashem." So, what does that mean? Kedish Baruch nakav mechamazu b'shem nikmas Yisrael. Rosham was described the purpose of this mechamaz, nikmas Yisrael. And Moshe changed its name. So, what's going on? Why did he change his name? So, uh, we'll look at two, two, one or two points about that. Now, um, before we look at that, the concept of sort um, So, Hirsch on the, the next, on the th- third page. Um, so, the coma is a, is a difficult, is, is, we have an interesting relationship with the concept of comma there's a answer to the Torah of Losikam. You know, they'll take revenge. Losikam, Lositri. You know, they'll hold a grudge. You know, they'll take revenge. The Gemara in, in, in Baruchas says, G'day Allah, Nekoma. The concept of Nekoma is extremely kosher. It's given between, between two names of Hashem. Kael Nekoma is Hashem. Kael is one of Hashem's name. Hashem's and the word, Nekoma, is in the middle. So if, this, if the kama is something which is negative, so why is it something which is? pressure was praised that he's killing the kamas He's a vengeful god. You know that doesn't sound good, right? Why why is that? You know something which is you know it's if, if being vengeful is bad. So what why is it good to be a vengeful god? Um, so uh, what what is the concept of of the comma What does the word mean? So, Rehovetz writes over here that we already have it pointed out in Genesis right? um, that, that, that that number over there is IV. Is going to be it's going to be a little bit little bit difficult to read. Um, the relationship between the word nakhum noc- and the word ko- kum, and he p- points out this. So, the word nakoma he's connected to the concept of, of standing up, making something stand. It is the re erection of rights which have been trodden underfoot, or a person who has been thrown to the ground. The no came, if he otherwise himself, with the object to be raised up. Okay? So, um, the the idea over here is the re-erection of Israel from the Midyanim means when a person is, is wronged, there is a change in how he perceives himself and his safety and whatever it is. The concept of the revenge is to to restate the balance the way it's supposed to be. That's not negative. That's a good thing. So, so why is the common negative? So Chazish has a fascinating piece in his be talking He says that the, the, the issue is that man does not have the right to sit and judge on, on another man. I have no power to be the judge. Of, I'm not, a judge is somebody who's above, who ha, has authority over somebody else. Bets there's no music of one man being a judge of another person. The only scenario where it's, where it's possible that a person can judge another person, he's, act, he's acting as the shleich of Hashem. That's why the, 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 we find that the... Dayanim, the, 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 the Torah refers to them with Hashem's name. Right. They refer to as Elohim, really. the universe, because at, at that moment they're acting as Hashem Shleiah. So, because a man has no power, power to, to be sitting in judgment over another person, the concept of the Kama is a form of judgment. It's a form of din. It's 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 a person did something wrong. There has to be punishment. That is re, that is reestablishing the balance that's supposed to be in the brief. That belongs to Hashem, and in Hashem's hands, that's a positive thing. Right. there's been a something which is done it, something done which is, it was it was inappropriate, was wrong and it has to be righted he's righting the wrong, it's, it's a good thing but, that a human being should take that authority into his, into his hands a human being doesn't have authority to do that except he's acting as that's the way the cousin basically understands the concept so we talk about This is a, I, I never said this but the Pseud can talk about the Russians going to take them to come from the, the Umasar but when Mashiach comes, right, there was wrongs which were, which were done to Klai I mean, there was terrible, terrible treatment. Klai received terrible treatment at the hands of the non-Jews over the generations. That, that has to be corrected. It has to be righted. There has to be a punishment for it. But it's not our job to call for that. That's Russian's business, Right? My mother-in-law used to talk about the concept of the coming from the, from the going on a, re- on a fairly regular basis. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, you know, she lived a very happy life. She didn't focus on it, but, you know, it, it, it became a conversation, something about, you know, uh, um, solidarity, right? When the when, 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 oh. the, when, when, when Russia came into, in, into Poland. Her her attitude was every ounce they got they deserved. The Polish, yeah. The Polish, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Right. You talking about Ukraine now, it's, it's a very it's a very very conflicted about how to look at Ukraine, you know. The, 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 anybody, nobody, you know, the innocent person right now, you know, does not deserve to be hurt. But it's a country which still like, it's a fascinating thing that that almost in every every main city this in the, in the town square there's a, there's a statue of Chamaniki. Who's that? Bogdan Chamaniki was was the head of the Kazakh uprising. Uh. That that was he was the leader of the the pogroms against the Jews in the 1600s. Uh. Right. And there he's a national hero. He was the one who fought for the Ukrainians against the, the Russian czars. And and gave them a, a independence at that point in time. He he is responsible for murdering over a hundred thousand Jews. Wow. And they didn't have the mass murder weapons. It was done one by one. But if you, if you read, if you ever read, I once, I don't remember the name of the book. This is, goes back, I was uh, 35 years ago. I got it from the library in Wycliffe, Ohio. It's a little town, Wycliffe. They had a li- they had a book in the library with that. I don't remember the name of it. It was a timeline of the calamities which happened to the Jews year by year. Starting from the the basically starting from the, the destruction of the basic a few years before that already you know and each year they put they would put the date and they would say what happened to the Jews wow. in uh, in Europe what happened to the Jews in Northern Africa what happened you know year after year after year wow. the section that they have on it's known to, by it's known as Xerus uh, Tachvatat. It was the years of Tovches and Tovtes, which was 1648-1649. Right? The 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 Kassab uprising they swept through this whole area, with a very very populated Jewish area, and it describes what they did. The atrocities are mind-boggling. They, I mean, these people were, were were they were they were madmen. It, it's, I, I'm not going to say Lord just I, I can't talk about them. It's just, it's, it's, it was painful to read how low these people were, the, the hatred. And he, there's a, situ, a statue of him in every city in Ukraine. You know? So, like, it, it's a hard regish to deal with that. But you always know, think, my mother, like, it's the most important job they give the Nakoma. It's not our job. Okay, so that's that, that's a on the Nakoma. So, fascinating this medrash. Is, this is actually, it's a medrash rabbi here in Prashat, not, not there. "They hate us because we're different. If we'd be like them, if we railin, no mitzvahs, they wouldn't hate us. You know, countries that get they get, get, get rivalries, etc. You know, at some point it moves on." Right. The reason why there's a a hatred to the Jews is because of the Torah of Mitzvahs. That's what it says. So, now, the the thought process of the Medrash is the reason why they're against us Mo'ya was scared. there was it was physical safety they were scared about. It was an ideological. They weren't dangerous. It was an ideological issue. We don't like the Jews because they're different than us, right? They represent something else. So at the end of the day, the hatred is because of the mitzvahs. So when the Christ is going out to fight, they're going out to do what? To stand up for. The Torah mitzvahs. That's what Moshe was asking Klaysel to focus on. Realize that the source of this hatred because they don't like the fact that you represent Hashem's presence in this world, and you are going to out, go out and fight for Hashem's presence in this world to eradicate this this attack on on Hashem's presence in the world. Um, she called Sinas Akum. He bishil kinos hadas. Weim she nasal no tera b'Sinai. I am a ikur called Sinasim. He rach bishil kinosim. It's latenu Now, Beth Mezachazel. One of the names. Why why is Har called Har Sinai? Boris, Boris goes through. Uh, its real name wasn't Har Sinai. Its real name was the Why is it called Har Because Mishom Yerusha Sinai The hatred came with, together with with the Sinas Loil. Now that we have a tarot, they hate us. I have heard that before. So, it's not the one the standard drushes that you're talking about on a yeah. r- <laughs> this morning. I, you know, you know, like it, it doesn't have the touchy-feely, the warm touchy-feely, you know. So, Raman writes this in the Geras Temun. Geras Temun was, there was a tremendous persecution taking place in Yemen. Um, they wrote to the Rambam, you know, to uh, part of the question they went there was this a sign the Mashiach was coming and there what happened was there was an individual who claimed that he's Mashiach and there was a, that was very common when there was a tremendous source in Christ, so somebody would come forth and present himself as Mashiach. Right? Shab Tzitzi was came in the aftermath of, of the right after, shortly after the so Shab Tzitzi had his you know, present, presented himself as Mashiach, I mean, the people looked at that, that after that, you know, it has to get better. So, uh, th- 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 this false messiah presented himself. And the Raman wrote very strongly that he, you know, that he wasn't Mashiach, etc. And he spoke about the idea of suffering, the Christ has suffering, and why is that, etc. Trying to make the people in Yemen. This is called a All right So, the Raman says this idea, which is better really to it's, it's just a better actually, it's a Gemara. Okay, now. But so it was, a, the, 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 the Rambam says that they were jealous. Deep down, the root of the issue is that they're jealous. They're making fun of us. They make fun of the Jews. They make fun of the, Judaism. They, 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 I mean, you, you, you picture the the, the the church described the Jews with all these horrible names and Jews are low lives, and they're horrible, etc., 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 etc. And deep down, it was all saying what, what really was coming was that they were jealous, that Christ had something. It's not their bad medias. It's not their hatred. It's the jealousy which is really, which is all i was saying is motivating. Everything else is the is cherry and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's the expression of it. Um, so, now the balmusser to goes to the Baal that That um, so, you have a situation where a person's not even aware that they're jealous. If you'd asked the Goy in Europe, are you jealous of the Jew? Yeah, okay. talk about lowly Jews, who's jealous of the Jew's? And because I'll say, no, that, that's, that, that's, that's, there's, a, you're not even aware of what's going on. You realize that deep down they have something that you, you don't have, and you're upset the fact that you don't have it. You translate it into hatred. But really, what's being part of it is the, 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 Kira, which is underneath. It goes into the Bahamasa thought process that we all have this issue. Um, Person has to be aware how it affects himself and his own life, etc. He says, just a fascinating point over here, I told this up to the Bukhra. Um, Kina only makes sense if I, if I look and say that there's something of value over there. So if, if money's important to me, I'm jealous when you have money. Right? If money's not important to me, I'm not jealous you have money, but, but I'm jealous of the fact that you have a, a, a nice, nice family. That's important to me. So, the kina is, in a certain sense, it's a measure of what's important to me. So, one broker is sitting in his ministry, and he's been very successful in learning. Another other says, it eh, doesn't bother me. I'm totally happy that he's successful. Is that coming from me this that he has, he works himself phenomenally. He doesn't. He's happy that somebody else should be successful, or does it come from the fact that learning is not so important to him? So I'm happy you should learn <laughs> because that doesn't bother me. So, so the Bible said, you get, you get, you coming and you're going, right? So he says, if it doesn't bother you at all, it's a ride that you're not the If it bothers you, so Ben says, what do you mean? Hashem is being, this individual is serving Hashem and Hashem is very happy and you're upset about it <laughs> you hate Hashem so, so if you don't, it uh, doesn't bother you you're not a mentor. if it if b- does bother you, so you're serving Hashem so you can't win, right? all <laughs> well, the regular with, with that type of stuff um, I, I, it, it's that awareness of what's going on inside of you which, which they want it's, it's the, think, the th- thinking it through and understanding and challenging yourself. Of what's going on? There's a ma'ase. This is totally on the side what we're talking about, but it's a beautiful Reverend Rivlinerman says over a story. So in Sabotka, the way the yeshiva worked, this is like a little bit different than we have over you know than we have over here. The Balkan, most of the Bachim came from very poor families. They had no money. They didn't pay tuition, obviously, but not only that, the yeshiva the had to take care of them. They needed money. For, for clothing for food the shiva would give gave a stipend to the bakr right so he, the, each bakr got a stipend and from that money the stipend you know they would pay for their food they would pay for their the rentals that they the, the rooms that they stayed in the city they didn't have a dorm um, so yeah. people stayed sabbatka was a summer of kovna see in either in sabbatka or on kovna they, they rented rooms and that was you know that's how so the shiva would give them a stipend each month to cover their costs Rehman went through the, the halachas of Sitzes and he came out you know, the different chumras he wanted his pair of tzitzas and there was, a, there, was some, there was somebody who was selling such a pair of sits with all of the chumras of sits that he wanted very expensive you know comparatively he had no money so each week he ate a little less and he saved he put away like one penny for a year and a half after a year and a half he had enough money to buy this pair of tzitzas huh. so he bought himself this pair of with, with these various different chumras. A little while later he's walking with the altar and he mentions to the altar that he put away this money each week and he bought this pair of tzitzas. So the altar looked at him and he says, you put away a, p- a penny each week and you use the money for tzitzas and not for tzitzas. Huh. That's what the altar said to him. set said over the story and he says, had I used the money for tzitzas he would have said to me, use the money for tzitzas and not for tzitzas. <laughs> The Did you think? You just caught the shigashi, you decided to do it. Do you think through what's the appropriate action? What's going on over here? Why are we motivated? Like, did you challenge yourself the, or not? Or you just let it, let things happen in <laughs> that it. That's not acceptable. You have to think it through. That was, you know, that's the root of the top title of the story. It's good. Well, you can't win. It's you know? <laughs> great. <laughs> okay. So the reverse says that um, Bursch was saying that Kleisel, I mean, we have to picture. The postage says explicitly that 24,000 people died. I mean, I, that idea that you, the Kalei lost 24,000, they're, they're, they're in the cusp of going to Eretz Yisrael. They've been told that Moshe was is, is not going with them. And, I mean, that itself has to be something which is like, the whole, the whole idea we're, we're switching to Yeshua. they lost 24,000 people you want to re erect them. The Russian says we need to re. The Russian, so the Russian's not happy with us. He's not, you know, we're going there to Israel, we're losing our leader, we 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 messed up, you know. It's it's it's. it's the crime says, we have to re erect them. We have to. The Russian says, I, I no no no. I, have, I I I understand that they did it to you and they deserve to be punished for what they did, and you you need to be under, understand that you haven't lost your cherished place in my eyes, and I'm willing to do this for you. It's Dixas B'nai Yisro. That's um, um, the way Hirsch learns. The Midyanim were, were, were still attempting to ensnare them. Ensnare them. So this re-establishing, this, this strength, was breaking the power that the Minyanim had over K'la so in, um, I once had this comment. Uh, you know, uh, I mentioned it share. I'm sure I mentioned it somewhere along the way. I, the, the 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 standard thought process of people is like is like this. Yitzchok goal is to make you lose alam haba. And he does it by giving you alam haza. So he entices you alam haza. and the he takes away you alam haba. It's a mistake. It's Sahara's goal is to take away Olam Haba and Olam Haza. Why? Because when a person loses Alam Haza and Olam Haba, he's so broken, you can't do anything at that point in time. Wow. And then it's all over. So the fellow who has an anger problem, his problem isn't Olam Haba, his problem is Olam Haza. He hates himself for the fact that he yells at people that he loves. The guy who can't control himself when he's eating, the problem is He eats himself up, up alive, the fact that he eats so much. Right? He's not happy with himself. But what so what is it? Oh, you see, I'm a little used, I can't control myself. Oh, you can't control yourself. Okay, so then next thing you know you're doing who knows what. The yesah's goal is to get the guy so in such despair. So reverse his understanding that the coming Nicos was that they, they, they had to go out and fight back in a certain sense reestablish that we are people of value that we, we're not going to do these things um. Yes, the, the, the Adam has a part of the Yitzhahara that, that how he takes it away is not uh, well thought out, but it's very, very important to think about. Um, so, next passage says that Moshe Rabbeinu says So you're going out to give Nikmas Hashem um, So he points out what we said but this war against Midian, the second, the second, the, the page, the fourth page over here, page 516 of verse. But this war against, being against Midian, not against Moab, whose purpose was to destroy the material strength of Israel, rather the, their spiritual and moral strength. The spiritual and moral mold of, of this war must have been brought to the minds of people with, with, with double significance. Not who brings about Israel's material ruin, but he who achieves its spiritual and moral death is the real enemy. They they let Moab go. Mayab, Killed people in Claiusa. But Mo'ab wasn't there to undermine the spiritual underpinnings of Claiusa. Moyav, Midian was trying to do that. The enemy is Midian, not Moyav. The average thought process would be okay, you, you have to go attack Moyav. No, 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 leave Moyav alone. The fact that we, we left Moyav alone, but we went after Midian was a tremendously powerful message to Claiusa. Then he says at the end, at the end of that paragraph, um, that which in verse 2 was regarded as is brought to the minds of the people as Hashem. every disturbance to their spiritual moral integrity tears them away from Hashem. He accordingly sends them out to accomplish his retaliation against Midian. And um, by their policy of seduction, Midian had practiced the worst international crime, and thereby in the eyes of Hashem have lost the rights to live as a nation amongst the nations, and that's why it's shying such a punishment. But that's anikrus Hashem, because they're going against the purpose of the Bria now. So Chai understands that the that this is an aberration of what it means to be a, a, mem- a, a member of the nations. Yeah, yeah there's there's Chai, oh, so there's the Muslim. They have a right to exist. We're not anti, you know, whatever it would be, anti Noah, you know, anti Semites, anti Noahites, right? <laughs> You know, so, but, but but there has to be a respect for the version of the purpose of the bri okay that's that's um that's that now the um um so the soama over here says, So, how do we go? That his canoes was besyicha. So besyicha, so a little means it took place in the midst of Kali but it is, it's a good in a good gezirah twist he says be <laughs> so it means inside the person like it says it says that 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 the, the, the um, it says about the mishkan that you should build it be so kom so gezel say be so kolagah that you're building it in, inside of the person she also kolkapis labis i say have a kind of a circle of always called you recognize what apinkhas ben daz was right. now gezel say that at the beginning they were they were they were not sure like you know they didn't feel he had, was appropriate what he did but they, they came to Pinteus's action had such a strength to it that they were convinced of the of the the, the the righteousness of what he had done that changed that 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 fortified them so um the um, the B'nai Yisrael, then um, he says, Yisrael <inaudible> that K'lai Yisrael now has this, they might have been, had this lack of clarity of how they're supposed to relate to Midian, but now this feeling of <inaudible> that they absorb the hislavas the, the of Pinchas, the excitement of Pinchas, the, the strength of conviction of Pinchas, it's now Klayasil's claim against Midjid. So it was Nikhus Hashem because it was about what they done what they'd done to Hashem, but Clayasil had claimed that that commitment to that Nicolas Hashem. Um, that means Haroch when they maheim losses canal, even Now they said, you know, why didn't we do what a did? Why did not we have that 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 moral clarity, and that conviction to do the right thing? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We waver. Uh, just just today, with somebody told me over, my gift uh, R- 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 Gifter was like a very his moral moral clarity was very strong, um, and he's, he believed in his, he believed what he believed in very strongly, and he said it what he had to say. It, whether it was necessarily the it was PC or not, that wasn't considered generation <laughs> Um, and many times people were swayed by it because they saw how, how the strength of it. So I'll tell you two so, um, there's, a, there's an organization called ARTS. ARTS is the Association of Advanced Rabbinic and Talmudic Schools. It's the vehicle which allows yeshivas to get accreditation, to be able to give... Uh, degrees, college-level degrees. So that's the that's the organization that the, re, the government re, relies upon to accredit, it's accreditation system for the yeshivas. Because you can't use a regular college accreditation to, to find what, what the, yeshiva, the yeshiva's curriculum. Um, it was started in the 60s, and uh, started the story from Rick Reiser who heard this story from his father in law that when Scranton, his father in law is and Scranton Yeshiva, Scranton, Pennsylvania, when they were applying for their accreditation through arts to the government, um, it was a lawyer loan process, getting all the they got the, the, some of the paperwork in late. So they were told that they were too late for that, that year of accreditation, etc. They didn't want to wait, so they, they went to one of the senators, the senator from Pennsylvania, That the senator was able to you know, convene a meeting between them and the, the, the people on the Board of Education which are in charge of this accreditation. One of the three people in charge of this accreditation said up the following story. It says this, go back about six years prior when they first started the program, so, there was three rabbis that um, were, were, were working on it and pushing it. Uh, the three rabbis were Rabbi Nefftole Neuberger Zetzel from Ney from Uh a person named Rebjanko Weisberg, and her gifter. And they had this meeting, the first meeting to get this, which would mean, people could use it to eventually go on to other college degrees, it meant the yeshiva was, was eligible for a lot of the different types of grants and scholarships, Pell grants everything, etc. being a amount of money, money was very, very beneficial to the finances of the yeshivas they're having this meeting and so part of the meeting was to explain why using the standard accreditation the curriculum, etc. doesn't work for yeshivas, because that's not the program so one of the aides of one of the the, the, the who was there, this th- this person in the board of education, one of his aides, he was a young, was a, spoke up and says, "I don't understand. So just change your curriculum." <laughs> he says there was a rabbi there. This is the person's saying the story. He says, he says "Young man." says, "Our system of education has been around." For three thousand five hundred years, we do not need to answer and to change because you say so. That was a story. I can picture Shiva doing it. Um, <laughs> he, like, you know, he figured out from the story which who who was says there's there this, this this biblical rabbinic figure looks like he's a out of the Bible. Said this the sentence. You know, they're there to get to convince the government to get this accreditation. But you're telling us that the yeshivas are wrong? I don't care what. We'll get, yeah, we'll get, but you're not going to talk to us like that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you the M is the way it is. Okay. That's one my Yeshiva. Second Yeshiva is a little more juicy. Um, so this is 1936. So he's doing in Tells. He was in Tells from 1933 to 38 as a, a buffer. He went there, he was 18 years old. Stayed there until he was t- t- 23, came back to America, and his, his, he was engaged. The war broke out, his came, Bet she got to America like a, like a year and a half later. They got married. Fine. 936. The Telsorov was a very strong, had a very strong sheath, there's many different topics. Strong, a gift gifted was, you know, a lot of that strength got from his his But There was a speaker brought into the city of Tels who was representing something which the the Talzorov was very against. So the gifter and three other bacham said that they're going to deal with this situation. So the speaker obviously spoke in the the theater house, that was the the largest place where they could, you know, have a speaker. It's a wooden structure. So there's always a fear of fire. So these four bacham stationed themselves on the four corners of the of the of the bu- the building, and when the the speaker got the, to his like the the climax, and, and when he's going to do this, Ugh! they screamed out fire from the four corners of the room. Every stampeded out, and that was the end of the drusha and you know took care of that this guy's foulcher, uh, false ideologies, et So they were very proud of themselves. <laughs> The next day, he gets a message that, the, that the tells the rab, the reshiva wants to speak to him. He says, I was expecting you to get a yeshakaya. <laughs> he walks into the reshiva, the reshiva tells him, he says, pros, pros is wild, being wild, is not kenos. He's thrown out a yeshiva for a week. Uh-huh. So, what where, where does that mean? He goes back to America for a week. <laughs> you know, <like> you know. <laughs> he said he went to the local basement, the shul, the local shul, and he sat in the shul, and he slept in the shul. And some lady in the community had a and brought him some food. For a week, he just, you know, wow. that, that's what he did. So, Shiva would say this this story over almost every year, he said, he said, built he said, says, so how do you know if it's Knows, if it's true Knows, for Hashem? How do you know? So he says, he would say, if you do it with the same level of hislavus, of excitement that you put in your tefillin, you know it's, it's Knows. If you're more excited than that, it's pros, it's cut That was what she was to. That means it's geschmack, you know, it's exciting. It's really geschmack to be about the guy who has throws his weight around and can put people down and attack them, etc. That's not Hashem. That's not a Hashem, right? And there's the person who does it with with the with the, the equanimity, with the clarity. I, I'm not doing because I I'm, I'm excited about it. It's kishmak. I'm doing because this is the right thing to do. Like I put a in every day. It's right. I might have a little bit of, a of it, excited about putting a in, maybe, maybe not. You know, but it's a, that's the responsibility that I have to, rep- to do the right thing. So this is the same thing. Are there yechida yechida skula who Hashem's they they covered birds in their heart to the point that they get excited about it? Yeah, but we think we're one of those people. We're fooling ourselves. Right? But Kleisos this. Think was Hashem that the, the, what the Gemara is saying is that um, that Pinchas was the, the Torah describes. He gets his reward for what he did was priest Sholem, the priest of Sholem, if, you know, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what, what I would offer instead, but like, because he did this act of wildness and attacking, so he gets peace and serenity. I mean, you know, obviously that's not true. He could have done an act, where he was able to take himself out of the picture and focus on the Bershams' needs. And he, and he went above and beyond what it means to be the average person. He put himself in tremendous danger. But he did it because that's the right thing to do. And, he, and because I'll say he had fouled the halacha. He discussed with Meshavana first. I'll tell you a story about that also. <laughs> right. Th- that meant it was done from an equanimity. with the sholom there. There was a serenity. He knew it was the right thing to do. So he was at peace with his decision. That's the of Shalom. That's the Nikmash Sham the Kala Yitzel has. Tell you, Maisa, the Rashiba would would, would make, take stance on things, and he would speak very, very strongly. And there was people who sort of assumed that like he shot from the hip. It wasn't true. If you knew behind the scenes some of the stories, you realize it wasn't true. There was a, there was a story which took place in Cleveland that person X... got into some type of a difficulty with person Y. And person Y threatened person X. That he's going to besmirch his reputation, etc., etc., etc. If he doesn't conform, etc. And this was done in a way which was, there's was elements of being, of being done, it was done publicly. The Reshiva told person Y he has to apologize. And, you know, take back what he's done, etc., etc. Person X, if not, I need to make a public stand against what you, what you did. Before he did that, he had a meeting with, he discussed it with another Godel. Should he make a stand on it? Number one. The decision was yes. As he's going to give, go up to give the Drusha, making a public response to what had happened, he walked over to Person X one last time. Did he apologize before I get up and speak? No, he didn't apologize. Okay. He